Hello, and welcome to episode 59 of My Dog Will Eat My Face. This week, I decided to take stock of where I am so far, where I've been, and where I'm undoubtedly headed. It seemed as good a time as any is to see areas that I could use some improvement and areas to where I have improved. When your time's cut short, it becomes all the more imperative to take stock of such things. Not to necessarily overdo it, so to where that's all you're doing. And you, of course, do want to live and try and let live when your time is short. But it's also important to realize you're learning those things that are available to you to learn. So, in light of that, I did notice some pretty consistent have-nots and consistent haves that are, are rather ubiquitous, at least so far in my experience with my own demise. And the most unfortunate bit of it is more relative to the human condition itself, as opposed to, say, the physical well-being of a person. You'd expect if the worst part about dying is, well, death. (laughs) And while that's certainly comes to a (laughs) clamorous end at the end, I guess. That doesn't seem to be the worst part of it, at least insofar as what my experience is right now. Instead, what I come to is more Emotional hardship is a good way to phrase it. And shortcomings and the area with respect to mental health and interaction with my fellow man. And you'd think that'd be the one area to where we would have the most improvement. But despite all the efforts I think that have been put in this area that needs to be remedied. And I think most mental health care workers would say, yes, this is an area that needs significant improvement. It yet still remains probably the worst area of the condition of death and dying. At least this is my experience so far. So 
consider this as sort of a uh, health update and grade as to where I am with respect to my overall health versus my emotional health and the areas of my life that certainly need improvement and those I have improved upon. And with that, determined areas where I certainly need more improvement. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's probably the same stuff. Stuff, that's a good technical term, by the way. That's a real medical term, stuff. I'm so eloquent in the morning. <laughs> anyway, when it comes to certain criteria, there's a better word. It shows very little change despite all my best efforts over the months and years that have passed. And I don't know if that speaks to the severity of the problem itself or if it speaks to the difficulty is with overcoming this issue or both or maybe something altogether different but that's what I want to touch on today and see what my sort of health report is and what my final score rates myself at at the end of the day and to see where I can improve and make best of my last days here of my life. To begin with, let me start with the most obvious factor, and that's the physical health. As time goes on, I definitely degrade. I've witnessed this firsthand. I've felt it. It's, it's measurable physical criteria that I can match against and can be even remedied, well, not remedied, but studied at least, and made aware of more thoroughly through lab work and other analysis. It, it's got the advantage of being uh, pragmatic and applicable to daily life. If your blood pressure goes up, you know what that means. If your cholesterol is too high, you generally know what that means. For the most part, these are understood criteria and can help a person to make better physical choices. And so it's rather simple to say that those physical ailments that are indicative of my decline have increased over time. That's kind of a 
duh moment, so to speak. As time has gone on, I've definitely degraded in how I physically feel. That is not shocking whatsoever. Uh, it's therefore also not the most troubling. It's something that you expect the most, you prep for the most. And so when I get a new ailment, when I come across a new health problem, it's not shocking in the least. And in many cases, I'm mentally prepared for it and able to do something to at least mitigate the effects of that problem. A fine example of this is when I came down with kidney failure. Well, shocking. I wasn't warned about this. I, and I, you know, it's kind of duh. I, I, I wish someone did tell me to expect this, but they never did. Uh, so the biggest issue there was just the surprise. But when I went into uh, kidney failure, uh, it it was shocking and troubling. But at the same time, that's coupled with the understanding that my physical ailments will worsen as time goes on, in one way or another at least. So while I was not specifically expecting this, I was expecting something to get worse. And that did soften the blow. and helped with the impact of such an ailment. So, most certainly the physical aspects, which you would think would be the worst, are expected and therefore I think most mitigated. It's sort of like saying it's sort of like seeing a U-turn sign ahead on a roadway. And then you come across that U-turn and it's expected. You know there's gonna be a U-turn. You're not shocked. You're not gonna say, oh my God, there's a U-turn. This is entirely new information. That is not shocking in any way whatsoever. You could prep for it. You might begin to slow down for, for it. You might have to adjust your speed, you might downshift gear if you're going downhill. There's one of a number of things you could do depending on the climate and many other factors that you can do to mitigate the upcoming U-turn. So when it happens, it's not a shock. It's as expected, it happens as expected, and you therefore don't go careening off a cliff to your death. <laughs> and so, uh, roadside save lives. <laughs> There's a bold statement. I am boldly in favor 
of road signs. <laughs> anyway, so those physical aspects were probably some of the largest changes, but the most easily mitigated. And as I already stated, the kidney failure was a prime example of that. The most significant and daunting news that I received, but also, you know, I knew, although not specific, I knew that there was going to be some worsening of condition. So that when it did occur, it softened the blow. So, with that said, it, uh, it certainly was not as severe as it otherwise may have been. It would have been made better, of course, if I knew specifics such as expect kidney failure, but the specificity that you can get into is more difficult, of course, as the more granular you get. So, even though it was still a surprise to me, I, I count it as somewhat expected and therefore mitigated to at least some extent. Now, another area that I want to analyze, and I wish to analyze this upcoming area because the change is actually so dramatic, is in a category I'll call personal growth. You wouldn't necessarily think that when you're on your deathbed, you're going to face the most prominent personal growth that you've experienced in your life uh, certainly in at least a number of years at the very least over a decade of years and that is amazingly what has happened to me I have experienced through the course of my self-analysis and my personal journey through my own demise the most significant emotional growth as a human being than ever before in my life. And I honestly accredit a lot of that to this podcast itself. It allows me a means to explore my personal thoughts, my values, where I'm gaining strength, where I can take stock of where I am, such as in this journal entry today. I would say journaling is something similar. I mean, that's all what this is. It's just an audio journal. And doing that, it really helps to add clarity to my problems, identifies areas where there are continued problems, areas that are perhaps totally new to me, in areas I can maybe even allow myself for some reprieve 
Maybe I'm focusing too much attention on a problem. Rarely does that occur, but hey, I'll take a break when I can get it. <laughs> so, it can be any number of things that can come as a result of that sort of self-analysis. In my case, I think I achieved the ultimate in that I completely altered and changed my universal view as a consequence of my self-analysis of my thoughts and feelings as I go through this process. That is, my entire view of the human experience, of life itself, of what is good and bad even, and what to have value in and what not to have so much value in, have changed dramatically throughout the course of this process. You would think, I guess in hindsight, most people would have an experience like that, but not something to such a degree that their worldview would alter altogether, which is what happened in my case. My worldview has completely altered through the course of this process, and in a way that has brought me far from where I was, which was in fear of my illness and my suffering to a point to where I don't fear death at all and I'm actually completely at peace with the thought of my own death. That is something I was never able to say before. And I've come to a point where my death itself is not one of my biggest issues. So, that was a pretty dramatic change, <laughs> needless to say. And you're going to say it happened because I placed a lot of attention in that area. Uh, I think I rightfully identified the ways with which to constructively view my thoughts and feelings and get, and get the most bang for my buck, so to speak, to adjust them and to improve my thoughts and feelings and rationale to really maximize my joy and my life. Uh, in these last few days that I have left. And I think I accomplished that dramatically. And that, uh, that is truly amazing. Um, but it is still shocking to achieve such a haughty goal. But I can't say without feeling abashed that I did accomplish that. So there are areas like that to where I definitely placed a lot of attention and I definitely got my bane for my buck and got consequential feelings and thoughts and mitigating emotions 
that have become more rewarding in many ways than they were worth an investment. And I can I can say that hands down. That's not an issue. I, I can say that unabashed, as I said. And so that's that's truly, truly shocking. significant improvement and help from the very get-go of this journey and it's an area that still requires significant help and I don't know if it's because I failed at what I've tried to do or if it's because it's so embedded within the human condition that it's near impossible to overcome or perhaps it's too reliant on others to focus their own attention on this factor but whatever it may be that issue is isolation and dealing with others through the course of this illness by far one of the biggest problems with this journey is being isolated from friends and family. Many of my friends have more or less walked away from me and have stopped being my friends because my friendships were all, ooh, yay, fun friends, so to speak. They were not deep emotional friendships. <laughs> They were friendships that that were great, but you know we weren't we wouldn't talk about anything of any depth. But uh, we would definitely go out a lot, but that didn't mean we were very close. If that makes sense. And. I knew that was an area going into this that needed a lot of improvement because of that. And I was, I was certainly correct. My friends, very, very few of them have been retained. The vast majority of them have walked away. Uh, I only have a few left now. Most have just decided to ignore me and isolate me. Now, Thankfully, I'm somewhat of a loner. I'm, I would consider myself an introvert. I know some people hear that and laugh, but I consider myself an introvert. <laughs> and I uh, don't uh, expect much of myself in this area to begin with, which may also help. So I'm, I'm not expecting a world's change. But some sort of change would have been nice. 
some less isolation would be nice. And that's why I use the term isolation. Because I can be alone, but not lonely. Isolation, though, is a factor in and of itself. It's, I think, for the most part, neither a negative nor positive uh, component. It's just a descriptive. For some people, it's heaven. For some others, it's hell. So I use isolation as term just as that, a term that can have either meaning. In my case, it's usually not that big of a deal because I'm, uh, as I consider myself, an introvert. So I can survive it quite well. But when it comes to emotional support and friends and family that can be there for me, it's really quite shocking to see how many of them are just so able to walk away from a friendship or a relationship that lasted some odd 10 years or more. That to me is shocking and, and disturbing. For a lot of people, they've counted me as dead before I've died. It's almost as if they're preempting the event to soften the blow for when it does happen. Maybe that's exactly what they're doing. Maybe they don't even realize they're doing it. But it's very unfortunate when I am still here and very much alive and can still be creating memories and life with with other people. So that's probably the worst area of satisfaction. I expected it knowing well going into this. I've tried to remediate it where I felt it necessary and I feel I've achieved absolutely nothing. Just to be blunt, I don't think I've achieved anything. I perhaps better understand my own condition than that I understand my tolerance for isolation. But as a factor in and of itself, I don't think that has been improved upon whatsoever. And that's why I say this might be purely just because of the unfortunate human condition of which I have no control. And if that's the case, then <laughs> I, I might have to go through a few uh, evolutionary cycles before any of that changes. <laughs> so I shouldn't hold my breath on that one. No pun intended. Um, yeah, so that's the area that's probably the most disappointing, most unfortunate. And even though I am an introvert, this is by far the most troubling today. It is by far the hardest thing to deal with. Because even though I prefer alone time, I 
do want some human interaction. I do want some sort of back and forth with people. And so, it's important to me to at least have some factors there that encourage my interaction with other human beings and, and other human experiences, inter-human experiences. That's an important part of life. And that's something that has diminished dramatically in, in my life, unfortunately. So that's certainly an area that I'm well aware of. I know it's an issue. I don't know what to do about it. What more I can do about it, that is to say. Because so much of it does depend upon the human condition. I've certainly mitigated my own feelings and thoughts on it as I best I think I have or as best as I could, or close to it. I mean, let me at least be mild. I've at least had some improvement with how I can personally handle it. For example, just being aware of it as being part of the human condition and realizing it's not my fault is an improvement. That right there is just that Cognizant thought right there is an improvement. But unfortunately, it's still not an area where there's been substantial improvement. And again, that's probably not my fault. Probably has nothing to do with me and with my best efforts and means behind it. It could be something that is inalterable and something that I'm just stuck with for as long as I write down human in the uh, species column. And that might just be something that I have yet to endure in the last days of my life. So, at the end of the day today, I see that there's some things that unfortunately still need a lot of improvement in my life to improve upon my happiness. The area, though, that remains the most prominent is really driven vastly by others and just the human condition itself I think so I am not too sure that being aware of it 
will offer much more opportunity to improve that particular topic. So that's somewhat unfortunate, but at least it is fortunate that I'm aware of it and I know not to fault myself with that. That in itself, in itself, wow, in itself <laughs> is a rather appropriate move, I would say. So I think that's actually profound and good. So maybe I have misjudged it. Maybe I've improved it as much as I should and could. I don't know. It's just the one area that sticks out most to me in my mind right now that needs the most improvement. Perhaps I should do another analysis but of the most improvable with the function of improvement as a variable itself to measure against. Not necessarily the need for improvement, but the actual ability to improve something, say, within myself versus something that is entirely external to my being. But I think that will have to be another analysis sometime down the road. <laughs> For now, that's where I think I'm at when I take stock of things. And I'm going to double down my thoughts with respect to isolation. It disappoints me, frankly, that that is still the most significant issue. And I want to be darn sure that I've done everything I can since I am aware of it. If there's something I can do to improve it, I better be well sure to have done it. Otherwise, it's just a measurement of embarrassment. So, I guess that's my homework for me for this next week. And that's going to definitely give me enough to chew on try to, to try to improve myself in this upcoming week. And with that, I will close out today's podcast. And thank you for joining me this week. Kind of a low-key, mellow podcast after so many calamities lately. I kind of needed a week off. 
So thank you for listening in and coming with me on this chaotic journey of ups and downs and every feeling in between. I do appreciate appreciate your listenership more than anything. Be sure to also follow the podcast and to turn on notifications so you're notified of future podcasts. And if you really want to support the podcast, just go to patreon.com slash my dog will eat my face. And I'll also leave a link in the description. And once again, most of all, thank you so much for tuning in and listening to this podcast. That is the one thing that you've already done of, of the most meaning. That's, that's the most support you could give me. And I sincerely thank you for your patronage. And I mean that in the classical sense, not the Patreonage. <laughs> Although that's appreciated too. So, with that, I will hopefully tune in again next week. And for now, I will say, I'll feed the same.